Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week's episode is a spotlight on Tom Cruise movies. So every movie that Tom Cruise has ever done, Tony and Yenny go in-depth in this episode in honor of Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. Can you believe it's the sixth one already? That's That blows my mind. So join us as we discuss one of the last true remaining movie stars in Hollywood. Enjoy! Hello everyone, it's Tony the Movie Guy with a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast, episode 51. And with me, my co-host... Miss Money Yenny. You have to say it with more, like, fervor and more... Miss Money Yenny. Yeah, I like the there enthusiasm. Okay, yeah, I was I was mimicking your wife. Like, she does a little hello. She, yeah, well, she does that to piss me off oh, and it works. There we go. So it's, I shouldn't do that, you're saying? No, don't okay, do that. Okay. Yeah, it's Miss Money Yenny. Okay. Okay, good. So uh, we've just come back from Seattle. Our good friend, Sarah Beth, who was on the podcast yes. a couple weeks back, got married. Uh, I think we're all like jet lagged and actually jet lagged. It's only two <laughs> hours away. It is no time difference. <laughs> I feel Tony. jet lagged. There's no time difference at all between California and Seattle. Are you serious? I thought right it was now? an hour or something. <laughs> no, it's really? nothing. <laughs> I'm British. It's I don't the know same time stuff. zone. Really? That's hilarious. Yes. Well, you're just tired. And he has no right to be tired. I was made of honor, so I'm tired. Tired and hungover. Yes. Yeah, well, we partied hard, man. We did. It was a lot of fun. We're back. Uh, we're getting on with the show. And uh, so here's what we're going to do. A couple uh, episodes ago, we did actors. And we went through, um, you know, all the different actors, you know, male actors. Um, and something that a lot of the fans have been interested in is like spotlight episodes on specific directors and specific actors and actresses. So a couple months ago, we did Steven Spielberg, the obvious choice to put like a spotlight on one of the best directors out there. So um, by popular request, we're going to do a spotlight episode on an actor and we're going to start with Tom Cruise. Very Tom, appropriate. Tom Cruise is my favorite actor um, for as far back as I can remember. Yep. Like from the, the age of five or six. Say what you will about this guy. He, he's he's one of the true last Hollywood stars, in my opinion. Agreed. You know, he can carry a film. He always gives it his all. And he never fails to entertain you. Even with films that maybe aren't like the greatest. Any Tom Cruise movie is like an event in itself. Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. That said... Is the definition of a professional. Right. That That's what I was going to say. That said as well, everyone who works with him, all the actors and actresses who work with him, the directors who work with him, have nothing but incredible things to say about him, his work ethic, mm-hmm. how kind he is, how professional he is. Um, so I, I don't give a shit what anyone else says. I just think the guy's awesome. And as an actor... I actually think he's very underrated. Agreed. Especially in the last decade or so, because he's been doing the whole action thing. And he does it really well, by the way. Really well. But the guy is a really good actor. I think he. I think he's fantastic. I think he's up there with one of the greats. <laughs> you know? Um, 
So we're going to do a spotlight episode on Tom Cruise, and we're basically going to just go through his entire body of work from start to finish, because that's how we do it here. We go all in. Sound it's good? It's also very fitting because this week is the release of Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's the whole reason why yes. I thought of him as well. <laughs> yeah, so Mission Impossible Six is uh, coming out actually in just a few days. We're so, very excited. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm actually surprised with how pumped I am for this I know, film. Me too. I'm it looks so terrific. Pumped. It's getting the best reviews out of all of the films in the series. Amazing. Uh, the Mission Impossible series is such a strange franchise because they just get better and better. They really do, yeah. and I love them. Yeah, Rogue I love Nation them all. was incredible. Well, Ghost Protocol was incredible. It was awesome. Then Rogue Nation was even better. Um, Anyway, um, I, I think the guy is fantastic. And it, when I go to look at movies for escapism, for entertainment, yeah. uh, he never fails to entertain me. Um, so I think we should dive right into it, it, right? So we're going to go through his entire body of work because I don't like to bit and piece anything. And actually, I've realized that's one thing that makes our show kind of unique and different, which from the beginning, I've wanted to somehow be a bit different because there's yeah, of course. thousands of other shows out there, great ones. Um, but one of the things I've seen that a lot of shows do is they they touch a subject yes. or they cover like some of the best we go all in. We're the deep divers. Right. We go, we do a deep dive into any given topic and yeah. subject. Um, so we're not just going to discuss our hand-picked list of a few of our favorite films. We're going to go through his entire body of work and we're going to discuss and debate it. Go. Amen. Okay, good. So he started way back in like 1983. That's the year I was born. Wow. There you go. Well, I was about <laughs> six years old. Endless Love was his very first film with right. Brooke Shields in it. He's in it for like one minute. So I have not seen it. I've seen it. It's a crap movie. <laughs> it's not a Tom Cruise movie at all. He's right. literally in it for like It was a like minute. his first movie. Right. Then he did Taps. Now, I saw Taps later. Um, I saw it very young still, though. Now, have okay. you seen Taps? I have not. That's okay. one of the few I have not seen. Taps is an incredible movie. It's got George C. Scott in it. It's got Sean Penn, very young Sean Penn, Timothy Hutton, and Tom Cruise, who was relatively unknown at the time. Right. And um, he's he plays an absolute psychopath. Wow. Yeah. Absolute psychopath who has this complete mental breakdown at the end of the movie. It's a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a war-related movie? Yes. Well, it's about these... Um, war cadets okay yeah so makes and sense. their military school gets shut down and they basically take it over uh-huh. and then the army come in and it's this whole standoff oh wow uh it, it's a very tense film it's not necessarily a feel-good film uh, and it has a, a wild crescendo of a third act um but that's like a taste of tom cruise i mean he was he was super young in this film he is brilliant in it like he is brilliant i I remember again i saw it probably after i had already seen like top gun and risky business but still i was like holy shit like he can act awesome um and definitely will watch it yeah and it's a villainous turn um that's taps um, then there's Losing It, which is this kind of teen sex comedy. Again, not a great film. Shelley Long's in it. I watched it. Oh, this is something I was going to mention. Another thing about Tom Cruise. He's one of the rare actors where I literally have watched his entire body of work. Right. I, I love so many other actors, but I can't go through every single one of their films. As a matter of fact, making his list in chronological sequence, I did 99% myself without even having to look it up. Wow. Um, 
I, I like him that much. I really do. I, and I mean, there's very few actors like that. DiCaprio is probably another one where I could do that. Maybe Harrison Ford and so on. Um, anyway, losing it is very forgettable. It's okay. terrible. Um, okay, then came Francis Ford Coppola's The Outsiders, which you haven't seen. Um, you need to see it. It's I fantastic. Know. Now, look, it's very outdated. It's an 80s movie. Um, it's most famous for having like the entire Brat Pack in yes. it. Yes. This movie I has. Tom Cruise, who was so good looking at the time, they actually made him chip his tooth <laughs> so that he looked kind of buck tooth. So because Rob Lowe was supposed to be like the gorgeous brother. Right. Um, so they chipped Tom Cruise's tooth. But it has literally Emilio Estevez, yeah. C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe. Uh, it just goes on and on. Uh, a young Diane Lane who's gorgeous in it. Um, I love that movie. I really do. And yes, you definitely. But you say it's outdated, but I mean, most of our '80s movies that we love are, in theory, outdated. They still hold up great. Does it still hold up pretty well? Some do, and some don't. Like Back to the Future is timeless. Goonies is timeless. Yes. Um, I still feel like Sixteen Candles is timeless. See, I don't at all. So that's a good example. Whereas Pretty in Pink, no, sorry, is incredible. Right, but Sixteen Candles, that's a good example. I think that film's very racist and very sexist. Right, and it's a bit jarring when I watch it now. So um, Outsiders is, you'll see, it's kind okay. of maybe a bit on the over-sentimental side. It's, you know, but I love it still. I mean, okay. just the cast is incredible. You're watching, like, all these who's who of becoming big A-list actors. I think you will like it. I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, okay, good. That's The Outsiders. It's fantastic. So then in, like, 1983, 1984 came his big break, which was Risky Business. Right. That I have seen, of course. Yeah, so that's the first film that was, like, considered Tom Cruise's breakout role. And when I saw that, number one, I saw that film way too young because it's, like, a risque <laughs> film it with, is. like, this hot, like, Rebecca De Mornay, you know, yeah. sex scene on the train. And as a kid, I had things tingling down there and I had no idea what was I going on. I hear about you tingling. Dude, I was, like, eight. You know, <laughs> I I, had, I didn't want to hear it either. I had no clue what was happening. Um, but, like, I didn't really know what to think yeah. because I was too young. I've visited that film again in later years, and now I enjoy and respect it more. I actually don't love Risky Business as much as a lot of other people do. Right. I've seen it maybe five times. Obviously, it has that very iconic sliding dance scene, you know, old-time rock and roll in his underpants with the sunglasses and the whole thing, um, sliding across the floor with his socks, which has just become completely iconic, you know, and that scene's great. Um, And the film is, is pretty cool. Um, but that's risky business. Then after that, he did All the Right Moves, mm-hmm. which is a football movie, which I don't like very much. I think I've seen it maybe once or twice. I've seen it once or twice, too. But uh, it was a it, long time ago, and I it, don't remember It's it. not memorable no. to me. Apparently, it's notorious for if you freeze frame it at an exact point, you can see Tom Cruise's penis. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm a heterosexual male, so I haven't looked into that. <laughs> um, I'll check it out. Yeah, and it's got Leia Thompson in it as well from Back to the Future. Oh, She's wow. the, the girl in that film. Okay. I don't remember it. I've seen it once or twice. Okay, next is Ridley Scott, who directed him in Legend. Now, this is where, obviously, he really came on my radar. I think I was what 12 or 13 1985 yeah I think. so it's 85 oh then i was uh, when i first saw legend i was already like nine so it had been out some years you saw it later but i was obsessed with this movie it was on par with like labyrinth willow princess right. bride for me and i was in love with him 
I loved I, Legend as a kid. I still really do. When's the last time you saw it? Uh, six years, seven really? years. Yeah. So I, I mean, I tried to watch it a couple years ago. I need to watch it again. Um, I remember Tim Curry as oh, like the, as like the demon darkness or whatever. Yeah. He is incredible. It's Mia Sarah, the the yeah. same girl from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Tom Cruise, I feel, is a bit miscast for it, but you're right. It's kind of magical. It's magical. It's unicorns. It's, yeah. you know. I, um, I love it. And it I holds need to see a, it again. It holds such a dear place in my heart that no matter, honestly, I'm a little scared to watch it now right. because I love it so much. Yeah, I kind of want to visit again and see kind of do I think it will hold up again? I remember the last time I saw it, maybe five right. years ago, I was like, eh. you know, I think I still got through it though. Okay. Um, what we're going to start seeing How did here Legend is, do? Do you know? Oh, like, it tanked completely, oh, it but did. it kind of has a cult following. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. A little pattern you're going to start seeing is the not just the incredible co-stars that Tom Cruise worked with, or a lot of people who became stars that starred in films with him, but he's worked with like everybody the who's who of <laughs> yeah. a-list directors that's true you know right from the start i mean francis ford coppola ridley scott you know before his breakout i mean already some of the biggest directors okay good so in 1985 1986 i think it was um the film that just made him an absolute superstar internationally was top gun yes and that's directed by tony scott ridley scott's uh, brother um that film was just such a sensation it was the highest grossing movie of that year the soundtrack was is one of the most high oh, highest grossing so soundtracks of all time you know kelly mcgillis co-starred um anthony edwards as goose val kilmer as iceman yeah. and it's got all kinds of other random actors yeah, in it as I well remember. tim robbins is in that right. film you know tom skerritt you know a whole but the the teacher from back to the future right. you know all these different actors i mean you know my love for top gun we watch it uh, usually at least every second fourth of July, and I watch it's, it every year. <laughs> yeah, and Tony watches it every year, and it's 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 just the best movie. It's pure eighties oh. cheese, and I love it unabashedly. Like I don't care. But also for its, I want to say for its time, considering what we have now, the aerial scenes are incredible. They really are, and they've really never really awesome. done anything like that again. Yeah. That's a good point. What came closest for me? You're gonna find it odd is Dunkirk. Like I, oh, the way right. I yeah. felt when I was the in the air, yeah. yeah, and I and and that's what I remember us also really appreciating about Dunkirk, but nothing like it has been done. So that's why, obviously, Top Gun two. We'll so get to that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I that's a really good point you bring up because whenever I watch Top Gun, I'm like, you know, the aerial sequences are are still phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, you know, but you know, after Top Gun, they saw a huge affluent spike in. Uh, Set, uh, recruitment for I'm uh, sure they did. you know the, the navy yeah. and for the air force um aviator ray bands apparently right. just skyrocketed in sales he yeah the bomber yeah. jacket yeah it was crazy it was brilliant and the song take my breath away yeah, from berlin or the, oh, the whole huge... kenny loggins soundtrack yeah, you know it's i mean i love top gun it's i fantastic. love his super cocky character oh, yeah, totally. he's so cocky but so lovable that guy you're gonna fall in love with, every right. girl wants to be with. You know, yeah. so I mean, good. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, Top Gun is absolutely fantastic. My favorite. Sorry. No, no go ahead. My, I just remembered my favorite scene as a girl was is is him serenading her 
Oh, in you the bar. Never close it's your so fun. Eyes anymore when it's I so kiss fun. Your lips. Exactly. It's like you've lost that love and feeling. It's like, and then they all join no, in. No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Anyway, I love it. My favorite scene, as horrible as it is, yeah. because it gets me every time, is Goose's death. Of course. Because I've seen this film a hundred times and I am a mess yeah like i am a sobbing mess you Me and my too. wife say how i never cry you know well this is one of those <laughs> oh, no. scenes where i, I was I with you sob oh my god yeah um yeah and i'm super excited for top gun too it's called top gun maverick i saw that um i, I think they're gonna pull it off and and do a fantastic job with it um i mean we already know it's gonna focus on goose's son so how great is that awesome. we'll get to that um here's the other thing about top gun this is when you really saw his charisma. Yeah. Because no one was cooler than Maverick. No. Especially at that time. Yeah. And I personally still think he's pretty damn fucking cool. Yeah. He you commanded I mean? that screen. Uh, and he so was good. just so charming. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay, good. So that's Top Gun. So then after that, he did The Color of Money with that Paul Newman yeah. and uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Again, oh, look wow. at the talent. Paul Newman won an Oscar. Tom Cruise is actually very good in this movie. It's about Paul. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan. So the film's okay. I've okay. seen it two or three times. Okay. Um, then after that, he did Cocktail. Now, Cocktail is infamous because the film was critically panned, but became a huge hit. So the producers called Tom Cruise and said, congratulations, Tom, you're a movie star. Because so he carried the film. Yeah. And of course, we're all lucky for Cocktail because of the the hit song we all got from it bermuda jamaica oh, that's right. i was like what are you I'm talking about take your... yeah beach boys did to me it Kokomo. Was, to me it was the whole um obviously the actual bar scene of him the how does what is... well they did all the tricks with uh Brian yeah but there's a Brown. song playing at that time too that became popular anyway oh, I, can't I can't remember, remember it. it right now but that was epic and yeah, the he naked, learned naked all those waterfall scene was with really, elizabeth yeah. shoe from the karate kid she's who, the girl who i love by the way yeah. she went on to do the saint and many other things yeah. at that time that I, I really like her but you know oh and she was in second back to the future yeah she was yeah. and the third one yeah. yeah um cocktail is a weird film super weird it's like a romance and then it gets super Serious? dark and dramatic towards yeah, the end. Because, no. like, she's pregnant with this kid. And, and the guy commits suicide. Yeah, the guy commits suicide. And, like, the father is trying to, like, disown her and, like, kick him out. And, like, oh, it, it gets, like, dark. Because it starts, like, yeah. really playful fun and, and yeah. fun and then gets all... But that's kind of, I find, really interesting because yeah. it's a different arc. Usually yeah. it goes the other way or, yeah. or in a way. but it And then it goes up again at right. the end. But... So Cocktail is like one of those guilty pleasure movies yeah. that everyone knows is kind of shit, but most people actually enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I just watched it again last year and I enjoy it. I like Cocktail. I actually I, I do. really do. My sister really likes the film, so I've seen it many yeah. times. Okay, good. So after that, Rain Man. This is Barry Levinson. This is actually the only film that Tom Cruise has starred in that won a Best Picture at the right, Academy you, Awards. You mentioned that, yeah. Now, Dustin Hoffman, obviously, is his brother Raymond. What's interesting about Rain Man, especially over the years, as, as critics have really looked back at this film, is Tom Cruise is getting a lot more accolades and attention for his performance. Right. So at the time, he was kind of a rising star. Well, he was huge, but I guess he was like a rising, like Academy yeah. star, you know, like right. a serious actor. Hoffman was already established and Hoffman won another Oscar. He was absolutely incredible. He had the showy role yeah but um tom cruise 
actually carries that movie. He does. And it doesn't work without him because he has the biggest character arc and yeah. the biggest transformation. He's a total douchebag piece of shit at the beginning. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he's completely turned around. He doesn't care about anything else. He doesn't care about money. He's just like, why didn't you guys tell me I had a fucking brother? And he genuinely loves and care, cares for his yeah. brother. And I mean, the ending is sad. Um, have you seen Rain Man recently? Yeah, no, I don't even remember what happens at the end. Oh, okay. He... Well, you should watch. I'm not going to tell you. You need to watch <gasps> it. No. Rain Man is fantastic. And I, I it was remember. one of those films I screamed to Daniela, my wife, and I was so happy because she's seen it like two or three times since and she fell in love with no, it. No, I remember really liking it. So. Brilliant movie. Um, very moving. Yeah. Uh, very personal story. And again, when we go through these films, you're going to start seeing how iconic his movies become. Oh, yeah. Because that scene of just them in the gray suits mm -hmm. going down the elevator in Vegas, again, has become part of pop culture. Right. People know that. Dustin yeah. Hoffman, Tom Cruise, just going down the elevators, all decked out in those sexy suits. And that front cover of that film is them embedded just in down. my mind. Yeah. Ever since. That's when he takes him yeah. away from the institution. Yeah. He basically kidnaps his son. Uh, his son. His he brother. kidnaps his brother. You know, um, but Rayman is fantastic. Okay, good. So now you're going to see this kind of arc as Tom Cruise is really, you know, I don't know, going Coming for the Oscar own, or, yeah. well, taking on really challenging roles, yeah. really showing that he has acting chops. So next he did Born on the Fourth of July, right. which again, Oliver Stone, you know, who won Best Picture uh, Oscar for this movie. That's Have you crazy. seen Born on the Fourth of July? No. Oh, you haven't? Well, I told you, I don't really watch war movies, so you need to... Okay, this is the true story of Ron Kovic, who was a Vietnam vet um, who got paralyzed in the Vietnam War. Tom Cruise is exceptional is it, in this movie. Is the movie about the Vietnam War or him after it's the Vietnam War? It's all about Ron Kovic before during and oh, okay. after it's a biopic of ron kovic so i should so really see it's this. him as a kid as a teenager in vietnam and afterwards it's got willem dafoe in it as mm -hmm. well um tom cruise is phenomenal it's a tough movie it's a heavy movie but it's incredible um yeah i mean definitely you should you should check it out um I, I I watched it again about two years ago because it's a film I've seen maybe two or three times and I was quite surprised when I saw it a few years ago how much I really enjoyed it. Cool. Like I was like, holy shit. It's on the list. Um, but most of all, it's just a, a spotlight for his performance. I mean, right. it just shows how incredible it is. Like a movie like Magnolia, which we're going to discuss, which I think is his best acting role. He's only in it for a little bit. He commands this entire movie. It's right. like a two and a half hour film. Okay, good. So moving on, we have Days of Thunder. So this is Tony Scott again, Tom Cruise. Um, I mean, this is. Such I a, have a. I have a. I have a soft like this movie? spot for, for Days of Thunder. Well, he met Nicole Kidman, Correct. who was his wife. After that, um, th this film was dubbed as Top Gun in Cars. Yeah. I actually don't like it, but go ahead. Well. The funny thing was we had seen Far and Away, which I know you also are not. That's we'll, just we'll after discuss this, it, yeah. But <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> I love I love Far and Away. When it came out, I was, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years, so I may be the same as you. I loved it as a kid. Are we talking about Days of Thunder now? Both. Okay, good. So I had seen Far and Away, so we went, my whole family, we went to see Days of Thunder. And 
I don't know. I, I don't remember much about the story, but I kind of remember, like, I like movies about race car drivers right. and that kind of thing. So I remember very much enjoying it. Yeah. But I, I guess I need to see it again. It's been a long time, but I don't have much desire. It's definitely kind of at the bottom of any list I'd make for him. Sure. I remember it's got Robert Duvall in it, who's a great actor. Michael Rooker's good in it. Um, and then, yeah, Nicole Kidman um, with her big remember, frizzy hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. That's uh, Days of Thunder. Um, okay, good. Right after that, Far and Away. Now, How Far did and Away, that do? Which one? Far and Away. It did okay. So it, was it wasn't great. Yeah. It was Tom Cruise with Nicole Kidman. They were now married. That was directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> Crazy. A huge director. I mean, yeah. he's had everybody. Yeah. Unfortunately, what Far and Away gets um, slagged off for a lot is his Irish accent. Right. Which is pretty bad. Tell me you like my hat. <laughs> Remember that whole scene? Like, yes. there's like all kinds of. See, uh, now I might notice stuff like that. Yeah. When I was a kid, that wouldn't have bothered me. Sure. And I loved, I loved the story. Right. I it was loved quite her, epic. her arc in that yeah. movie because she's this stuck up awful person right he turns her into a decent human being they fall in love it's all about like what america is supposed well, they go to from represent Ireland to america and then they go into the gold rush and everything well they like think that. Yeah. They, they go to america thinking freedom money great right. and they get there and it's freaking awful right her stuff gets stolen he turns into a boxer blah 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 and then they finally you know anyway i like the story right. i think it's a very america story yeah so. i need to i need to go back and see it it's been a long time but i'm also i guess there's trepidation because i kind of know it's going to be a bit corny whereas there's other ones that i can just go back to anytime let's let's do yeah. another round of it yeah sometime. like that and days of thunder they're kind of in the same category yeah. um okay good another one after that which actually was a a huge hit and b i remember enjoying but i haven't seen in years and years is the firm I love the so film. So what's the name of the author? Because uh, John, John Grisham. Grisham. So this, I've watched every one of his films you remember in the 90s, 10 times. Every single one of his books were being yeah. turned into the films. The Client, The Firm. The Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief. And the films were huge. And, I love um, This was movies. one of the first ones. Yeah. And um, I mean, Gene Hackman's in what's this film. Girl? Holly um, Hunter's in this film. Um, and then it's the girl from, uh, I don't remember her name. What is she from again? The brown haired girl. She's very pretty. She's from pretty. Basic Instinct. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. so she, she is from, from Basic Instinct. And uh, from Waterworld with Kevin That's Costner. Right. Um, I love that film. I, mean, I have great stories. I haven't seen it in 20, 25 years. But I do remember liking it. And it is one I've actually wanted to revisit. Because I have a feeling that well, one might hold up. I gave it to you, up. so we should revisit it. The Firm, that's right. You yeah. bought me a bunch of Grisham <laughs> Thinking you wanted to films. see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... All three of them I love. I love every single one of the John Grisham movies, but The Firm is probably my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't it's know that. It's a brilliant story. I thought it was A Time to Kill was the one you loved the most. No, I love that too. No, oh. it would go The Firm, The Client, A Time to Kill, and then and Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief. Actually, they're all And then they did hard. The Rainmaker. They did, they yep. did so many they're of them. They're all good yeah. because they're great stories, and yeah. they're all obviously... Uh, exciting, I remember liking The Pelican Brief with Julia Roberts amazing, and Denzel, yeah. but it's been so long. Anyway, going back to Tom Cruise, yes. um, The Firm, that was good. I, I literally don't think I've seen it more than once, maybe oh, twice. Oh, I've seen it probably yeah. 10 times, yeah. Okay, moving on from that, a film that truly is fantastic and, oh my God, has stood the, the test of time so well, is um, A Few Good Men. 
Oh my god. Um, so Aaron Sorkin wrote that script, I did and, not know and that. I think he won an Oscar for the script. But this film is fantastic, and you and I have discussed this. Where I was like, you know, it's a good film, but I didn't think it was really a classic. I didn't think it, you know, it was hugely memorable. The only thing I thought was memorable was the final scene with him and Jack right. Nicholson. You know, you can't handle the truth. I'm entitled to the truth. Did you order the code red? You got damn right, I did. You know, which is amazing. But I was so surprised when I watched the film how good the entire film was it's a brilliant movie. kevin bacon Kiefer sutherland uh, demi demi moore uh, kevin pollock and of course jack nicholson who's in the film for like 10 minutes yeah and tom cruise he's really good he's in really this good. film um i love a few good minutes it's actually fantastic it's it's one of my favorites i'm a big uh courtroom movie fan and that's obviously my favorite it's yeah and I, I think it's one of his favorites and i also love that there's no love interest no, between him and demi moore which apparently was a very precise decision they made which i think really helped that movie yeah i agree know? yeah because that that would have been very predictable right and, and it wasn't great necessary it. Yeah, yeah it wasn't necessary but they ended up just being respecting like they respected each other and had friendship a really good and she friendship. slaps him around she does. you know because he's kind of ignorant at first yeah Okay, good. So A Few Good Men. Now, by now, it's safe to say that Tom Cruise is just an international yeah. megastar. Everyone knows his name. Everything he's doing is a hit. And what's very impressive to me is he could easily just fall into kind of relaxed mode, start mm -hmm. churning out kind of mediocre films. But in my mind, he's always pushing the limits. He's always looking for a challenge. And every film he does is an event. Absolutely. Um, and I'm almost entertained every time. So Interview with a Vampire came out, which was directed by Neil Jordan. And at the time, it was very controversial because Anne Rice, who write, wrote all the books, did not like his casting as Lestat at all. Nope. There was a big Especially campaign against tall and it. blonde. Yeah. And when she saw the film, she sent him a public apology saying he was fantastic in it. And he really is. He is. He's brilliant. Um, I think Brad Pitt ruins the film a bit personally. Really? I just think he's terrible in it. But have you read the book? Actor. Yeah, I have. I read I feel I read the he series. did great because Louis is this like very, you know, whiny, no, whiny <laughs> kind of character. And, and maybe I think he, he does a great job then. Well. Yeah, because he is. He's kind it's, it's one of those things like the chicken Twilight is actually written. Everyone Kristen hates Stewart. her, but she's written that she way. She kind of plays Bella Swan perfectly. You know what? You're right, because he's kind of wooden stuff. But I mean, he's... maybe vampires are wooden. <laughs> yeah, but they. I remember because I read that book like three times. He's miserable as yeah. a vampire. He hates being a vampire. And that's what he's portraying. You're right. So I, I, I really mean, like that's him. a perfect analogy with Kristen Stewart <laughs> as Bella Swan because I heard that backlash too. And yes, I am someone who's not ashamed. I actually like those <laughs> books and films. And she played yeah. her character perfectly. It's how it's written. Yeah. It's so, funny. Anyway, but he's amazing in it. I remember he was terrifying and brilliant. Yeah, and you got Antonia Banderas so in it. Good. Christian Slater's in it because River Phoenix Little died. Kristen Dunst. So, yeah, little baby um, Christian Dunst. She was brilliant in it. Oh, she was great. Well, that was her breakout role. Yeah. And you know, Tom Cruise sends her a birthday cake every year for her birthday to this day since that movie. No. Yeah. She said that on, on some TV show that uh, like being interviewed, she said it's the, the yearly Tom Cruise cake. Like That's every amazing. year he still sends her a cake. Like, That's I awesome. mean, God, that must be what? 20, 20, 28 years later. Oh, That's I know. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, anyway, interview with a vampire was a film that I liked when it came out uh, and it got very good reviews. And 
I was surprised when I revisited it that it's actually quite entertaining. And he really is good in it. I have to rewatch it. It's been eight, nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I saw it maybe a year or so ago. Okay, good. So then Mission Impossible. Again, Brian De Palma, a huge director. Um, this film was an absolute box office smash. Oh, yeah. And Tom Cruise was really smart because he produced the film. And he took like back ends of mm-hmm. The Prophet. And he took a huge pay, uh, pay cut and made a big gamble on this movie. And ended up making something like $200 million personally paid to him because of how successful the film was. Yeah. And then, of course, it spawned a huge franchise that's gone on for 22 years and just gets better and better. So, yeah, I remember seeing 96. that in the theater. And, oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, my. That was, to me, like, okay, there has been great action movies, but the, the spy the spy action uh, genre was what was created at that moment. Like, the real I mean, agent. obviously, Bond had been around for decades and yeah, decades. Yeah, of course. But I get but what you mean. Uh, modern the American version That's of, what like, I mean. Like, spy. Bond was the English yeah. secret agent. Very different to me than Ethan Hunt, right. in my opinion. What's interesting is I was never a big fan of the first one, mainly because it was so confusing to me because I saw it in the theater, too, and it had some showpieces. I didn't think it was confusing. Again, when you look at these films and just the iconic scenes that have just become part of pop culture, you know, you can't handle the truth. And in Mission Impossible, everyone knows the whole scene where he's dropping into the CIA headquarters with the the, the sweat dripping yeah. and he you know he's hanging there and I mean the tension of that scene was incredible. Unbelievable. Um I've watched this movie a few times since and now I appreciate it more. But uh, look, we 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 do defer on this because it's one of my least favorite of the franchise. I, I I wouldn't be able to say which is my favorite. I haven't no. seen one and two in some years now. But I loved it. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to them, but um, it it's a smart film. It's very complex. It's also got like Emilio Estevez in it, John Voight. It's got a really yeah. uh, young Kristen Scott Thomas. Mm-hmm. It's got a great cast, and I have no idea what happened to the, the gorgeous girl? the gorgeous yeah. French girl, and never saw her again. Um, it was it's a good movie, um, but to me, that franchise has just gotten better and better. Yeah. Uh, really good. Okay, good. So then the same year, I mean, he had a banner year. Cameron Crowe directed him in Jerry Maguire. Oh, so Jerry Maguire God. was also, both these films were smash Got hits. to be one of my favorites of his. Right, absolutely. Yeah. It's up there in my top five easily. Yeah. Um, h- huge movie, huge box office success, such a feel-good film. Brilliant uh, film. Got multiple Oscar nominations. He got an Academy Award nomination for it as well. And it made Cuba Gooden Jr. Right. Well, actually, it didn't make him a star. He won an Oscar. And then after that, he kind of vanished. It was weird. And it kind of um, l- launched Renee Zellweger oh, too. right. So. It made Renee Zellweger yeah. a star. And she yeah. was fantastic in it. And then again, I mean, look, talk about how iconic this film is. You know, Show Me the Money just became part uh-huh. of pop culture, part of grammar. You know, you, you had me. me. You yeah, had me at hello. You had me at hello. The the music was fantastic. As you know, I played the song "Secret yeah, Garden" at my wedding. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, Jerry Maguire is such a weird film. It's Super like this weird. sports drama, comedy, romance. You know, um, but it works so well. It's an amazing movie, and it really holds up. So the next film he worked on for about two and a half years was Stanley Kubrick, which was 
eyes wide shut. He actually moved to England. Tom Cruise moved to England with his uh, with Nicole Kidman, his wife at the time. They adopted two kids, uh, Connor and Bella, and um, they became really close friends with Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. And they did this like psychosexual drama, eyes wide shut, um, which at the time didn't do that well. And over the years, it's actually become very esteemed. Hmm. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this film. Again, it's mostly known for its orgy scene. Um, Cruz is brilliant in it. And actually, Nicole Kidman, who I'm not the biggest fan of, is brilliant in it. She's very good in it. And then Kubrick died very shortly after. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. Did you see it? I saw it once. Uh, was kind of creeped out, (laughs) honestly. And was like... Well, it's like a psychosexual, erotic fantasy drama. And I didn't really understand the... I mean, maybe I'm wrong and it's been too long, but the message in the end, it just didn't quite, I didn't get. Isn't the last line, they're walking through Farrah's and she goes, we need to fuck. Yeah. And then it just ends. And and I'm like, what is this all about? Well, I think that's trying to show that they're they're kind of reignited their flame for each other. Because it's all about infidelity and stuff. It's a weird film. Um, I think the only good thing about it is the performance. Yeah. It does have good acting. Yeah, I agree. Okay, good. So then next, this is my personal favorite performance from Tom Cruise and one of my favorite movies of all time. Paul Thomas Anderson did Magnolia. Paul Thomas Anderson. You're right. Literally every amazing director. He's worked with just the greats. Yeah. Um, And he started right off the bat. You know, Francis Ford Coppola, Ridley Scott. It's incredible. Anyway, you were saying, sorry, Magnolia. Yes. Incredible. Paul Thomas Anderson comes, runs off the heels of Boogie Nights, which was a huge smash hit, both critically and commercially. And then he does this super weird, trippy movie, Magnolia, with this incredible ensemble cast. It's like over three hours long. Tom Cruise is in it for 15, 20 minutes, but he steals the entire movie. He intentionally left himself out of all of the marketing and press campaigns and all the tours and junkets to so not to take um, attention away from the director and the rest of the stars. Wow. That's how humble Cruz was. Because yeah. he knew if he would go, then everyone would just be all about him. Right. But he it's an ensemble. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. William H. Macy is incredible in this. John C. Riley, you know, Julianne Moore, She's, Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman. Uh, yeah. it, it's incredible. Um, but him as Frank T.J. Mackey and, you know, his whole, like, just how much of an absolute douchebag he is. But then his final breakdown with his father as he's dying at his deathbed, you know, and that whole scene, which I've, like, reenacted many times, yes. <laughs> I think is so powerful and That's incredible. Amazing, yeah. And again, it just shows the yeah. depths crews can get to when he really wants to yeah, like anyone who says he's himself. just an action star right. is, is out of their mind watch magnolia it's also such an incredible film it's so trippy and powerful mm-hmm. but i don't something about that movie i love it's a film i've seen about 25 times which is saying something because it's like a three and a half hour movie yeah. <laughs> okay good then I, i'm just going to mention this he, he did a cameo for austin powers gold member he did? Yeah, so... I How do I not know that? Have you seen Goldmember? Of course. So at the beginning of the film, there's this huge cameo with Tom Cruise. He's like, shall we shag now or shag later? Well, and I then not remember um, that. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it, John Travolta, <sighs> Kevin Spacey, Danny DeVito, and then Steven Spielberg that, is I directing do the this. whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a spoof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, he's in it for a minute. 
He's in it for a minute. <laughs> All right, so now we're in the 2000s. So Mission Impossible 2 came out. Mm-hmm. John Woo directed that, coming off the huge success of Face Off. Right. Here's what's so funny about Mission Impossible 2. When that film came out, I remember the trailers for that film. The buzz was gigantic. I mean, Tom Cruise did that whole rock climbing stunt on his oh, own. Yeah. It looked incredible. Is that the incredible. one with the mask or is that three? I mean, they all have masks. Oh, but, yeah. but where it was first... Well, with, that's in the first one. Philip Seymour Hoffman? That's the third one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they all have masks. Because oh, oh, okay. remember, in the first one, he puts John Voight's mask that's on. That's right. Yeah. Yes. They all so use the mask. The first mask ones, thing. it's been a while. Yeah, it's in the second one, too. The second one is um, very over-stylized. All the slow motion, you know, flying doves. Isn't that girl the... Um... Tandy Newton. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a Tandy Newton and uh, Doug Ray Scott's... Um, at the time, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it for years. Now, when you go back and watch it, it's very much a movie of its time. Got it. It's quite cheesy. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, even Face Off for me, although I enjoy it more than MI2, all that, you know, slow motion yeah. flying doves, it, it's a bit, it's very 90s. Yeah. Just put it that way. But Mission Impossible 2 was a huge hit. Yeah. And Cruz never looked better. You know, he, he looked fantastic. Um, so that's that one. It, that's kind of considered the worst Mission Impossible movie okay. these days. And, and unfortunately, I would agree, you know, which is funny because... Well, there's got to be one. Yeah, at the time, I loved it. Okay, then Vanilla Sky oh, with Cameron Crowe. This film I just is, rewatched This it. film is so underrated. So it came out and I just don't think anyone knew what the fuck they were watching. Yeah. It's a remake of a Spanish film that I, I've seen and own as well with Penelope Cruz playing the same role. It's a remake. Oh, um, she plays the same role? She plays exactly the same role. It's almost a frame-by-frame remake, um, which Tom Cruise stars in, obviously. Critics absolutely hated this film. Mm. Um, they, I mean, they cut it to pieces. Um, it was still a huge hit because it was Tom Cruise, Cameron Crowe. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz is fantastic. She's amazing. I think this is the, her best acting performance. And Penelope Cruz is so charming. She's charming. She's, She's lovely. She's so charming. Uh, Jason I mean, Lee's good great. in this. Yeah. Kurt Russell's good in yeah. this. Um, it is a mindfuck of a movie. I love it. But I find it so powerful and so like emotional. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is incredible. I love the ending. Um, and yeah, it's a film that really moves me. It's a psychological thriller, really. I oh, mean, absolutely. it's very, very, very twisted and trippy, odd and strange. But then at the end, it was funny. I was watching it again about a month ago. You get a kind of release and you're like, oh, I get it now. Right. And yeah. the whole movie makes sense. And you're like, okay, I got it. I think it's brilliant. And I think Tom Cruise is incredible in oh it. yeah i don't understand why it got so much hate i, I think either. i think people just didn't get it yeah that's what i think um everyone i know seems to love this movie which is kind of funny yeah um okay anyway that's vanilla sky so then he did um last samurai with oh, edward zick edward zwick did legends of the fall um right and uh last samurai is brilliant it's, I, it's beautiful. Um, this film holds up really well because, uh, I, I mean, I saw it in the theater and I absolutely loved I did it. Too. Um, and then I saw it maybe, you know, five, ten years ago, but I hadn't seen it in a few years. I watched it last year 
And I was surprised how absorbed I was with it. Because it's a long film. It is a long film. Uh, Billy Connolly, Tony Goldwyn, but Ken Watanabe. This was the film that introduced America to Ken Watanabe, who got an Oscar nomination. I mean, he does steal the movie, but it's still Tom Cruise's film. Sure. Uh, it's a beautiful film. The the battle sequences are great, but like the cinematography, mm-hmm. the costumes, the you know, the the way the battles are set. Even fantastic. that entire scene where the girl takes or she dresses him or undresses him. Oh, she him. dresses him and with her husband's like clothes, and it's who somehow he so like kind of sexual but, but like beautiful, beautiful. And, yeah, yeah it, I, I remember that resonating with me I was like wow this is something about yeah, this she's scene. watching him down yeah, yeah you're right it was I just love that whole movie yeah it's a great film I love it I mean it was a big hit at the time I but uh, bowled like a baby yeah it holds I mean the ending is very powerful I, I love that movie it's fantastic oh yeah I'll always remember the line because they're like tell us how he died and he's like I I'll will tell, tell you how, how he, he lived, lived. it's yeah. so good He's like, I miss our conversations. Yeah, Ken Watanabe was fantastic. I mean, a lot of people like The Last Samurai. Oh, is Tom Cruise The Last Samurai? That's bullshit. Like, no, obviously not. The Last Samurai was Ken Watanabe. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, going through these movies, I mean, you look at the, t- the 2000s, hit after hit, but yep. such solid films. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty impressive. So right after that, he did Collateral, Michael Mann. Which I just rewatched also. Collateral. Brilliant. It's an amazing I mean, I loved this movie from the get-go, but it's brilliant. Number one, this is your... The the only real bona fide, just juicy villainous role. Because Lestat, in Interview with a Vampire, you kind of like. Yeah. You you kind of do. You know? And and Collateral, I almost do as well. But he is, that's the thing. He's so charming and charismatic. But he's so evil. Absolutely the bad guy. And then taps a bit. But again, that's kind of a transformation and it's a very small role. Um, But the whole film is great. Jamie Fox is fantastic. They work off each other so well. It's got a, uh, Mark Ruffalo is the, the detective. A yeah. lot of people don't remember that. No, he's um, great. Javier Bardman's got yeah. a, a role in it. Um, it and uh, uh, Jada Pinkett yeah, Jada Smith. Um, the end of Collateral gets a bit like Terminator-ish for it me. It does a little. The third act. Yeah. I still like it a lot, but uh, like everything other than that is gorgeous. And the way Michael Mann shoots LA and mm-hmm. the freeways at night is fantastic. Yeah, it's a great um, movie. It really is. It's a very good tense thriller and mm-hmm. just the act, it's top notch. Yeah. Holds very, up like, completely. I watched it like a month ago. Yeah, very stylish. Anyway, I love I went on a Tom Cruise role when you were mentioning him in another podcast and I did like six in a row. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see him do more like villainous roles. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, good. This was a huge event, the next film. This was like 2002, 2004. You know, I used to read all the entertainment magazines and movie magazines. And I remember uh, there was so much excitement for Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg, the biggest actor in the world and the biggest director in the world, doing a movie together. Minority Report. Now, I love Minority Report. Do you like Minority Report? I love it. Okay, good. I love Minority Report. But I was quite taken aback 
because it wasn't the type of film I was expecting. No, it was very, very, very dark, dark film. <laughs> yeah, a very dark film. But again, but look, I love those kind of films. Yeah. So for me, that was even more on point. Right. But honestly. again, look at how iconic that film yeah. is. The whole motion mm-hmm. technology with the screens and stuff just became part of the culture. precogs became yeah. like a whole thing. And yeah, yeah it the was whole so thing. trippy. Um, Samantha Morton, who was one of the precogs, that was kind of a breakout role mm-hmm. for her. Um, it's Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. That was yeah, one of he's his great first big too. movies. He is fantastic in it. That's another um, one I really want to rewatch. It's a really good film. I see it usually about once a year. Um, Cruise is brilliant in it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's quite a dark, it is dark, jarring movie. It's like an episode of like CSI yeah. made sci-fi and really good. Right. Yeah, it's like neo-noir yeah. science fiction. Uh, people love Minority Report. That like, was a huge It was a huge hit, hit yeah. but it's become even more yeah popular like as the years have gone by like i know so many people who just adore this film i i admire and like it a lot i don't adore it and i know people who think it's like absolutely fantastic and you know good for them but i think it's very good it's a very strong film i think the reason i don't love it as much is just because it's a bit jarring how kind Hmm. of it's it's kind of disturbing it really is yeah um okay good This film, I think, was underrated as well. So uh, Cruz and Spielberg, who were really good friends in real life as well, which I think is adorable. They're like very close friends. Two incredible people. Um, Yeah, I mean, total powerhouses decided to do another film and they did War of the Worlds together. And they shot this film in like a matter of months. Wow. And it was a huge hit. At the time, it was a huge commercial and critical hit. Now kind of critics and people saying eh, it's not that great i think war of the worlds is really after good. we watch it i've told you about this it really upset me when i watch it like that it scared the crap out of me oh with the whole like yeah ash, human ash in for the face some reason dakota the, fanning and the music there would be this jarring music there every was. time the aliens Spooky. came in yeah. and it somehow i couldn't handle it so i need to go back now as i'm wiser and older and yeah. watch it again i think you'll really enjoy it tom cruise very solid in it yeah. dakota fanning a young dakota fanning she's yeah. brilliant in it um tim robbins has got a, a role in it but i just think it's a real solid slice of science fiction mm-hmm. obviously it's you know a very well-known famous book hg wells where yeah. the world's oh morgan freeman narrates it that's right you know um i i actually really enjoy war of the worlds cool. is it one of the best no but i enjoy it yeah. and it was a huge hit that's kind of the first time i think where he played like sort of a father figure that's kind right. of thing yeah he's that kind of an every man in yeah. this movie he's still kind of cocky but um i liked it it's good okay and then right after that jj abrams directed him in mission impossible Three, um, which oddly enough wasn't a huge hit. Is that the one where he gets married at the beginning? That's the one with Michelle Monaghan. We, we, and I Philip, love that yeah, one. Yeah, and Philip Seymour yeah, Hoffman as I the villain, Owen Davian. I think this one's fantastic. This is a time when all that stuff was happening in his personal life, yeah. his split and stuff. Yeah. Which is a pity because it kind of harmed the film a bit. And the film is phenomenal. It's an amazing film. And again, And now, I love Michelle Monaghan. She's like... Right. She's great in so it. So sweet. Philip Seymour Hoffman is the Incredible. villain. Was, he had just come off of winning an Oscar. Um, but he's so good. You know, so do you, good. Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to find her. I'm going to hurt her. And then I'm going to kill her in front of you. I mean, and he just right. says it with like no emotion. It's it was a like, good movie. Yeah. It really is. And freaking Jonathan Reese Myers is in that. He's so cute. Felicity's in that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I remember that Kerry one Russell. very well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ving Rhames, of course. Uh, anyway, it, it, that's one that kind of came and went, but it's actually a really fun film. That's the one where he breaks into the Vatican. So it, it's good. a good movie. Oh, and Simon Pegg as Benji. That's when he comes that's in. The introduction yeah. of Simon Pegg. And he, that was such a great addition because he was like this fantastic little comic relief. Comic relief, right. Out of all the other characters, the truth yeah. is, I think they're all expendable apart from Benji. Agreed. I think he's, like, as you saw, Jeremy Renner kind of came and went. Yeah. And I like him, but. Benji just has become part of yeah. the franchise. Yeah, totally. I think he's fantastic. And he, he, I've heard him on podcasts. He gushes about They've Tom. become great friends. So much about how res- how much respect he gives him, how much, how much he's, he's helped him, him yeah. how much he, um, yeah, just is always there for his other actors and really just helps them do right. what they need to do. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, that's the thing. I You, you hear all the stuff, but um, A, I've gotten to meet him a few times. Yeah. And he's been so kind and gracious. Uh, you know, I've seen he, he spends hours with his fans. He doesn't and not many to. people do yeah, that. Yeah, he spends hours and hours to try and get to every single one of them. Yeah. And then you hear about all of these uh, actors and directors that work with him who just have nothing good to say. And just look at his body of work. It's so yeah. impressive. The guy entertains and I think we're lucky to have him. That's why he's my favorite actor. Absolutely. So, okay, good. So moving on. And no, I'm not being paid by the Tom Cruise Foundation, <laughs> uh, but I'll What's gladly that? say it for free. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, okay, Lions for Lambs. So this is I one never of, saw this. Good, so this is one of the very rare misfires. Uh, Robert, this didn't do well, right? Not at all. Okay. Robert Redford directed it. It's Robert Redford, Tom Cruise, Meryl Streep. Oh my gosh. Andrew Garfield, what? one of his first movies, and Michael Pena. How could this not yeah. do well? Because um, it's like a political movie. Oh, it's very okay. slow. It's not great. It's not bad. Tom Cruise is good in it. And he actually got good reviews for his performance. Right. But it is surprising that a film with a cast like that a killer cast. bombed. That wow. was surprising to me. But it isn't great. It's kind okay. of forgettable. Leave so, that one. Yeah, I'll move on from there. Um, okay, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> we love Tropic not Thunder. Even, I mean, it's not even a comeback. It's Cruise so Cruise was doing funny. great. But it just showed a side of Tom Cruise you had no never had seen before seen. in Les Grossman. Yeah. And you know the story, right? Yes, ben Stiller wrote me. that role for him, but he wanted Tom Cruise to play it. And Tom Cruise was like, what are you talking Make about? Make me no, fat. Make me fat. Give me fat, hairy hands. And I'm going to dance. And he's like, well, why? And he's like, just trust me. And oh my God, did it work? So apparently great. so I knew it was him instantly when I watched it but apparently so many people who watched that film had no oh, I clue didn't. that was Tom no. Cruise the first time I watched it I had no clue and then I saw it the second time and you or someone had told me yeah. and I was like I had no idea I saw it three times in the theater so I good. love Tropic Thunder it's a great movie it's one of my favorite comedies it's also such a, a, a smart satire Robert Downey Jr. is amazing yeah. in it Matthew McConaughey Jack Black uh, Jay Barishaw I mean the whole cast is Stella awesome. and on top of that I mean Ben Stiller is great he yeah. wrote, he directed yeah. it starred in it you know all those like spoof parody trailers at the beginning of the film so you know it's so good Satan's Alley with a you know five time Academy Award winner Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and MTV's best kiss of the year yeah. winner Tobey Maguire <laughs> you know they're like priests gay priests in love I mean that film is so funny and then yeah 
Les Grossman. I mean, he's just yeah. hilarious doing the whole dance, you know, and we don't negotiate with terrorists and oh, it's so a brilliant good. movie. Yeah. And he got a Golden Globe nomination for that oh, role. Wow. Yeah. Um, I actually would love to see him do more just like raw comedy. I'd love to see Tom Cruise do like a really good like romantic comedy. I agree. He did Jerry Maguire, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, but I'd love to see just a good rom-com or just a really good comedy. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, good. So then he... Um, the, the next few films he did weren't bad, but they weren't great. He did Valkyrie with Brian Singer. I watched which it in is the theater. A World War II I movie. liked it. It's a decent film. It's I've very seen heavy. It. I mean, the yeah. subject matter is tough. Where's well, the true story yeah. about these Germans who tried to know what's assassinate Hitler and they all <laughs> so. got killed? Yeah. Um, he's pretty good in it. It yeah. is a bit weird seeing all these Americans and British people play it's Germans. True. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad movie. Um, I like it. And then after that, he did Night and Day, which have, James fun. Mangold directed. Well, that's the funny thing about Night and Day. Uh, a lot of people shit on that movie. That is a fun film. It's just film. a fun action movie. Him and Cameron Diaz yeah, again. Yeah, it was really it's, fun. I, I think it's really fun. And Paul Dano's in it as well. Um, I enjoy that movie more and more each time it's, I watch it. It's really fun. I've seen it probably three times. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting is that movie made like $250 million worldwide. <laughs> it grossed like four times its budget. But a lot of people consider it one of his, you know, Flops like a film that flops. That's Even funny. Lions for Lambs, by the way, made like three or four times its budget and got decent reviews and is considered one of his true flops. That's like funny. His flops are not right, flops. The way basically. critics and people gauge and consider Tom Cruise movies is completely different yeah, than anyone the else's. Normal it's movies. kind of strange. Well, you gauge it by what can be compared. Right. So you can compared to his other films right so. well he i think he will smith beat him but he had the longest run of films that grossed over a hundred million dollars at the american box office he had a whole string of them for like 10 15 movies yeah. um but now again now he's kind of reigning over the the box office once more okay then he did um mission impossible ghost protocol mm. so that for him was like a huge comeback for the franchise and also just for him as an actor because it was a huge box office. So this success. one was in Dubai, right? This is yeah, the one I love that this is one Brad too. Bird directed it. Yeah. He did The Incredibles but and Iron Giant, but it's very famous the because he scaled yeah. up. Well, it's very, no, because he scaled up that tallest building yeah. in Dubai. And he did that stunt. He actually did that himself. So many yeah. people didn't believe that it was nope, him. He did but it. His well, actual I actually footage. know for yeah. a fact because I know someone who was there. Well, I, I mean, there's videos yeah. <laughs> of the behind-the-scenes footage yeah. on YouTube as well. But the whole film's solid. It's really good. I love the movie, yeah. Um, Isn't it, that, is that, that's also the one at the end. It has this crazy cool car sequence. Huge car chase, the big sandstorm really cool. as well. It's got all kinds of action yeah. sequences. It um, And critics loved it. It was a huge surprise success. It made nearly $700 million. It's the most successful Mission Impossible movie. And it kind of established Tom Cruise again as like an A-list box office yeah. draw. But this is where he came in as like, the action star. Right. The young, a lot of the younger generation started just seeing him as the Mission Impossible guy. Yeah. And that's why so many people now consider him an action star, which I find not. so frustrating <laughs> because he's so much more I mean, than he that. is, but he's not. He has such range. It's what he's focusing on. Yeah. And it does frustrate me to one degree, but on the other degree, he's 55 years old. 
Yeah. And he and looks look phenomenal. He looks and, like and he's 40. And what he does with his stunts. Right. So he pushes himself to the limit. He probably realizes he only has so much time to do yeah. that. These then he films, can do other roles. Right. These films are making hundreds of millions and putting him but right at the top. People love them. So he's doing it. And, yeah. and he loves doing it to entertain the audiences. I think there's so much still to come. Absolutely. So. Ghost Protocol is fantastic, yeah. though. Uh, I, uh, I think it's one of the best ones. Um, Rogue Nation is actually my favorite, then Ghost Protocol. That's what I'm saying. I'm literally reverse mm -hmm. if you go in line it, it's not one two I, three I four five it's five four three two one for yeah. me in sequence i i i would probably agree okay good rogue nation okay go ahead no no go no rogue nation's the next one yeah well no that's yeah. the one that just came out two three years ago right with the then, plane correct. the big stunt with the yeah, plane yeah he hung off a plane but yeah. we're going to talk about that okay. and then Sorry. fallout is go the ahead. one coming out next week okay then he did rock this of week. ages i can't stand rock of ages I love yeah, it's pure eighties cheese. It's a musical. It's a he plays Stacy Jacks. It's got great songs. The truth is, Tom Cruise is the only good thing about it, though. I, I, I don't actually think, that. think he's okay. Well, no, this is just me. Obviously, oh, okay. you're going to give your, your take as well. You I, I can't I stand you. it. Yeah, I, I know people who love this movie. It was a total, everyone I know loves yeah, this movie. It was a total flop. Um, it didn't do well. Oh no, no, it crashed and burned. But. He did get good reviews for his performance. Yeah. But go on. I'll let you say something about well, this terrible I mean, I, movie. <laughs> shut up. So many people I know, mainly girls, of adore the film. Like Amy. Not just Amy. Amy, Sarah, Beth, Julie. Every one of my friends loves this film. Okay. And because it's fun, A, it's the song. I mean, we all love Don't Stop Believing. The it's leads the terrible. song that, you know... Spurs oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the the key at the movie at the right. end. I don't think the leads are terrible at all. Really? I do see it. Well, here's the thing. It reminded me a little bit of like Coyote Ugly, which is a cheesy romantic comedy. I like comedy. that movie, yeah. But, it's but a, that's pretty bad It's too. the same kind of thing of like a, a small town girl comes to LA to be famous, blah, blah, I mean, blah. And that is the story, yeah. Right. And I like that story. Yeah. It resonates with me. And the cast is me. great. I mean, Russell Brand, Alec Baldwin, I, I was Catherine about Zeta to say, Jones. so it's not at yeah. all that he's just great because those three are fantastic. Oh, I didn't like them. <laughs> I thought they were really good. I like the music. I like everything about it. I think it's a great musical, but you're also not a fan of musicals. I mean, I'm not, we yeah. differ very much on The Greatest Showman and other things. Yeah. So. There we well, go. Greatest Showman's growing on me, though. I've seen it three times. Um, Rock of Ages, I think, is like a guilty pleasure. You can put it on and have fun because a lot I love of it. yeah, a lot of the songs are very catchy. Yeah, I mean they're it, it, they're classic '80s songs, and he did all his own singing, which again is kind of impressive. He that was my had point a vocal too. coach yeah. and he trained for months, and he said it was one of the scariest things he ever did, which is saying something when Tom Cruise jumps <laughs> off like skyscrapers and stuff like that because he he basically taught how to sing for the movie. So I respect I that. I loved it. Okay, then he did Jack Reacher, which First Christopher Yeah, Christopher Macquarie um directed and he calls him McHugh and now they've become this like dream team um doing all these movies together. Jack Reacher was a film I had absolutely no interest in um it's based on this british author who wrote a whole bunch of mm -hmm. books and apparently this character is like six foot five yeah. huge bulking blonde hair um but he was like you know what 
if the biggest movie star in the world wants to do it, I'll give it to him. I'll admit the trailers didn't interest me at all. I saw it in the theater and I was so surprised how much I enjoyed it. I loved it, it yeah. The, the first Jack Reacher movie. is a very smart movie. Uh, Cruz is, is good in it, but it's also just a very good movie. It's a, a great good story. story. Yeah. It's very well structured. Um, yeah, it's like a political thriller with lots of, uh, you know, deception and, and action. Car chase. It's really good. Yeah, it, it, it's much better than than you would think it would be. It really yeah. is. Then he did Oblivion, which is a, a sci-fi movie, which to me is kind of the same as that. I saw it at first. That it was okay. Morgan Freeman's in it as well. Um, M83 do the whole score and soundtrack. I don't love Oblivion. See, over the years, I really like that I tried film again. Now. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I've seen it about five times now. I, I like it more and more. And I remember when I saw it in the theater, I was quite disappointed, actually. Right. I, I say I'm not a fan, but that's with my high standard yeah. for Tom Cruise it's movies. So it's fine. aesthetic, the cinematography, yeah. the oh, aerial sequences. Oh, it's beautifully done. Yeah, I really enjoyed I'm it. I'm not a fan of either of the female leads in that movie. Oh, Olga Kodienko. I don't like either of them. And That's Andrea Riceborough. Yeah, I don't like British them. actress, yeah. Yeah, they're not great. I think he's great, and I think the way it was shot, yeah. the, the world around it. Uh, I know a lot of people where that film has kind of come up in the steam of yeah. Oblivion. It's not brilliant, don't get me wrong, but I think it's a solid film. Okay, this next movie is brilliant. Edge of Tomorrow. I love Edge of Tomorrow. Now, Edge of Tomorrow got screwed up by a marketing campaign yes. and a bad uh, you know, name because it's based on a anime graphic novel called All You Need Is Kill. And they right. didn't want to put kill in the title, which I think is stupid because I think that A, that's the name, and B, it's kind of fascinating. Um, this is such an Wasn't excellent it gonna be science fiction repeat? movie. No, so it was Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. And the tagline oh, right. was Live, Die, Repeat. But because people hated Edge of Tomorrow, instead of having Edge of Tomorrow and then a little tagline, <laughs> Live, Die, Repeat, they made Edge of Tomorrow tiny and made oh, Live, Die, why. Repeat, the yeah. huge tagline that's right. when it came out on like Blu-ray and DVD. I love Who cares film. about the, the title? It's a fucking great film it's so good um bill paxton um emily, emily blunt. blunt is fantastic in it it's like this heroine but tom cruise is brilliant in oh, it yeah. and it, again he plays kind of against type yeah. he's a coward at he's the beginning of the coward. film and yeah it's like a science fiction groundhog day but it's yeah. so much more it's funny as hell yeah, surprisingly it's really, funny. really funny very action-packed quite moving um i love edge of tomorrow i mean your husband adores yeah, that film i think he, he saw it twice with us yeah um and they're apparently going to make a sequel which oh my gosh will be that would be amazing very fascinating to see that um, was where i think i really fell in love with emily blunt really yeah, yeah she's great she's incredible in devil wears prada for me yeah. but um, yeah i mean that was her breakout but it, yeah yeah and edge of tomorrow was another strange film because it didn't do great at the box office it didn't do bad but critics loved it. And I think, I don't know, people didn't run to see it. But if it, had come, if it came out now, it would have been a huge. Yeah. I think you're right hit. that it wasn't marketed well. Right. It wasn't at all. Okay, let's see. We're, we're coming down to the, uh, the punchline here. Um, what have I got next? Okay, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Mm -hmm. So Christopher McQuarrie directed it. And to me, this was even better than Ghost mm -hmm. Protocol. 
I, I absolutely Loved love it. this film. It's so good. And um, it introduces uh, Rebecca Ferguson mm-hmm. is Ilsa, who I thought was fantastic. She's like That's a right. British secret agent. And, you know, she's not... to see that again. Yeah, she's not like a damsel in distress at all. She goes like toe-to-toe with Ethan Hunt. Um, Cruz is brilliant in it. Yeah, he hangs off a fucking plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then not just that... He stayed underwater for six minutes in that underwater sequence. Yep. It's got so many incredible scenes. The bike chases are incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I love Rogue Nation. That's my favorite Mission Impossible film. And then now apparently the new one's even better. Um, and then Jack Reach and Never Go Back. Okay, so this to me We was, saw this in the theater together. This we was were a bit of a like, eh. pointless sequel. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... Okay, I'm going to tell you my opinion of why it was bad. I don't feel it was written well. Right. They could have done much better with it. The The female lead in it was Kobe bad. Kobe Smulders from How I Met Your Mother was, was not good bad. in it. Yeah. The bad and guy was The bad guy was bad. He was, as usual, good. I mean, yeah. Jack Reach is great. His Cruise character is cool. Yeah. But it was just very wishy like for him yeah i found it very all over the place and i i walked out and it was unusual where i'm like yeah that was a, a true example of a subpar tom cruise movie yes and again it's you know critics weren't so kind to it but it still made like almost 200 million dollars and yeah, it was considered a like a failure i won't watch it again yeah i wasn't a fan okay the next film truly was a dud the mummy Now, here's what's weird about it. So this was supposed to be like the introduction of the dark universe and bringing back, you know, the Wolfman and Dracula, which if you've noticed, we haven't heard anything Anything, about that in the last two, three years. This film is so weird to me. I don't know what happened. Um, I did not like it It at all. It made no sense. I have seen The Mummy once in the theater. I haven't gone back to it. Me neither. I usually love Tom Cruise and everything he does, even when it's somewhat subpar. He was, I don't know, something was strange about this film. It was so weird. But here's what's weird. It still made $400 million (laughs) worldwide. It was such a bad film. The girl was terrible. Jake Johnson was terrible. Even Tom Cruise was out of place. Russell Crowe was terrible. Yeah. The action didn't work. The main girl, Sophia Bateller as the mummy. She was actually my only, probably my favorite. I thought she was terrible in it. Yeah. Nothing in this film it worked didn't work. for me. It didn't work like, at all. It's the only one where I saw it once and I was just like, oh my God, it was just... The whole sequence at the end terrible. where he's like devastated that she's dying as if they've been he lovers even forever. Knew her. And it's so out of... It makes I know. no sense. I know. And you're like, what is happening? Yeah. And what's annoying is I went to the premiere. I got to meet yeah. them all and get their autographs. I, and so, I was so, so excited. excited to get hyped up yeah. for it when I didn't really have any interest because the Brendan Fraser ones are already pretty cheesy. But, but I fun. liked those. The first one is super fun. The first fun. one was I don't fun. like the others. Um, the first one is way better than this one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, now, I agree. Now, that said, it's not the worst film in the world. It's just kind of it It just didn't flow it just didn't have any reason for being and you know what it was almost every single joke fell flat yeah and that's what's that's what's it makes you uncomfortable because you think you should be laughing but they're not funny yeah it was strange because they did that whole zero gravity scene with the airplane as well which in the film didn't actually add to anything no it didn't all the stuff behind the scenes was cool Anyway, it's one of the very few ones that I actually I could criticize Me and too. shit on. Like, I just, I, I haven't had an inkling of interest to go back and see yeah. it again. I, um, I'm exactly the same as you. My whole family 
went to the theater to see it. We all walked out and went, eh. I remember I was speechless because I love Tom Cruise. I, know, I don't like saying l- bad things about him. him. So my, I was just like, I don't know what my to My sister say. turned to me. My dad turned to me. And we're like, that was rubbish. Yeah, it really was weird. Which, you we're know, spending one way out too of, much time I know. on this. <laughs> well, because all the others we love so yeah. much. And Even the ones that aren't that great. I can't I say like so much bad stuff this about has it. Got, this would be my worst one of yeah. those. Oh, no, absolutely. Mine too. Yeah. Okay, and good. considering how much he's done one bad film, it's okay. Oh, no, look, he's done about 46 or 7 movies. <laughs> yeah. He's done about 4 or 5 bad movies, in my opinion. Yeah. That's an amazing track record. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. You know, and he's done about 10 masterpieces and about 20 good films. Yeah. Um, okay, we're almost done, though, so we're going to we're go. wrap this up. American Made. So Loved Doug it. Lyman, who directed him in Edge of Tomorrow, came back and they did American right. Made. American Made is brilliant. It's such a different a, character. Well, it isn't. It isn't. It's a biopic it about Barry Seal. Well, it's a hotshot air pilot, which is kind <laughs> of like I Maverick know, and stuff. But he's a very different kind of character. That's what I mean. Like I found him. I don't know. There was something about the way that guy's attitude was yeah. that was different to me. He was so carefree. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like slick and he cool. He was almost kind of, he wasn't even cocky. He was almost kind That's of That's what I'm clum- saying, he wasn't. Yeah, he was almost kind of clumsy. So yeah. apparently this, because Barry Seal was a real life person yeah. who literally worked for the FBI, the CIA, the DEA, Pablo Escobar. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and he was assassinated. I mean, and it was a huge controversy because America didn't protect him at all. Um, but the stories of this guy, everyone loved him. Everyone it thought was, he was super yeah, charming. His totally. wife never remarried. Absolutely adored him. And I mean, Tom Cruise talks about it. He says, obviously, I don't condone what he does. He was a total criminal. But the guy was so charming. Yeah. And everyone liked him. Yeah. You know. It was it was a very good movie. It's brilliant. It's surprisingly very funny. Yeah. Very witty. Um, but quite tense at times. I told you, I got to see a pre-screener for it like two years before it came out. So it was really fascinating to see what they changed. Because yeah. they did actually change something. And I have to admit, I think I enjoyed the original pre-screener <laughs> more, but still the final result was great. Yeah. And I've seen it three times since. It's, it's on HBO now. We watched it again a few months ago and Danny and I were glued to the screen. That's awesome. He's brilliant in it. The girl who plays his wife, Sarah Wright, is fantastic oh, in really it. Domhnall yeah. Gleeson's really good in it. Um, I enjoy American Made. I highly recommend it. And yeah, it's, it, it's odd. It is... The reason why I think we kind of say it's something different is it's one of the first roles in years where you really feel like Tom Cruise is sinking his teeth into something. Yeah, totally. And that's why I think it kind of feels like something different. Um, I, I actually thought he might have even had a shot for like an Oscar nomination. Yeah. It got great reviews, but it didn't get any um, notice at the Academy. Loved it. Okay, good. So we're right up to present, and which is good because we got to wrap up the episode. Um, so we have a few more minutes here. Mission Impossible Fallout, Christopher McQuarrie coming back for the first time that a di- the same director is directing yeah. the Mission Impossible I movie again. Because what's been unique about them is every film is very much its own yeah. voice and its own thing because it has its own director. So he's coming back for Fallout, but uh, apparently... That's a good thing because yeah. the critics are loving yeah, this movie. Yeah, they're saying that every Best single movie ever made that uh, every single scene is stylistically amazing. Right, the shots are incredible. The fight scenes, the Henry Cavill is apparently amazing That's in this right. film. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm Mustache so gate. 
pumped about the trailers this movie. look phenomenal it also has like a dozen set pieces it doesn't yeah. have just climbing the the, no, the skyscraper tons. in dubai or hanging off a plane apparently there's like a dozen set That's pieces awesome. i mean he learned how to fly a helicopter for this film and i like that Sorry, go ahead. Where he jumped across like 20 feet and broke broke his his ankle. And he was like, oh, yeah, that was the easiest stunt, you know, (laughs) jumping across a building. And I like that Michelle Monaghan is in it again. Yeah, Michelle Monaghan, Rebecca Ferguson comes back. Um, I've forgotten the actress's name, but I love her in uh, The Crown. The one who oh, plays yeah, yeah. the queen's uh, sister. sister. Yeah, yeah. She's in this. Um, uh, it, it looks fantastic. Um, I'm surprised how excited I am for it. I it's know, actually probably too. one of my most anticipated movies of the summer. Tony and I are both watching it Sunday in IMAX. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so, okay, good. So that's all of his films. And then we already know in production, mm-hmm. um, after, you know, this is 33 years in the making, Top Gun Maverick. Um, and so Cruz never thought he would make this film. He said the reason why he did it and the reason why he was like, holy shit, we have to do this is everywhere he went around the world, people were demanding a Top Gun yep. sequel. It, so it wasn't about cashing in or anything no. like that for him. It, it was in such demand. And yeah. he's right because I'm one of them. Oh, I want too. it. And it's funny because I always had said if they make a sequel, it has to center on Goose's son and uh, Maverick played by an older Tom Cruise, should kind of mentor him. Right. And I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. So Miles Teller got cast as Goose's son. I like that. Um, and I actually really like Miles Teller. Me and too. then you know who they just added to the cast? No. Jennifer Connelly from Labyrinth. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess she's going to be Tom Cruise's his, love interest. His wife Which I find really interesting because Tom Cruise gets a lot of shit for how they cast uh, female actresses half his age, which I, I don't think that's him asking for that and jennifer conley is around the same age as tom cruise that's great you know if anything maybe five years younger but she's definitely in her late 40s and still looks absolutely smoking so i don't think that has anything to do with it no i think all those actresses who get to star with him are super thrilled about it i think that film i mean it's gonna have people booking like months ahead of time oh i think it's gonna be very successful i'm very i am a bit nervous i'm, super I'm very nervous. curious as to how they're gonna do it because part of what makes top gun so great is it's, it's pure 80s, 80s yeah. cheese so Cruz has said you know there might be a beach bo- a volleyball scene there's going to be cool music but obviously with the technology now they rely on drones a lot so yeah. they're gonna have to be smart val kilmer is coming back That's for so it awesome. and val kilmer just recovered from ca- uh, cancer yeah. and so you know he's had a rough recovery yep. so that's going to be kind of curious to see how they do that but as you know top gun is one of my all-time favorites so i can't wait for this super exciting okay so that's tom cruise's body of work which is pretty pretty incredible um one thing i will say that i found very frustrating was um tarantino wrote a film once upon a time in hollywood and he handpicked tom cruise for a role one of the main roles I would have loved to have seen Tom Cruise do that because I think it would have been something so different. Tarantino so directing unique. him, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I think he had to pass it up because of Top Gun 2. I wish they'd just waited. He had already <laughs> kind of promised people. So Brad Pitt got that role yeah. in the, the Tarantino one. Uh, the reason I'm bringing that up, and I think we are going to see it, is... I'm fine with the Mission Impossible movies and the the fun action movies. I'd love to see him do some rom-coms. But I would like to see Tom Cruise stretch his acting muscles. I agree. I would like to see him take some challenges as well. And I I mean, 
I don't think he's going anywhere. No. He's got plenty of time, but I don't particularly want him to wait till he's 80. You know, it's crazy. He hasn't won an Oscar. He's been nominated three times. Jerry Maguire, um, Born on the Fourth of July, and Magnolia. You know, he's won a shitload of Golden Globes, but no Oscars. I mean, obviously, he doesn't do it for the Oscar, but he deserves an Oscar. Definitely and I just, does. I'd love to see him. I don't know. What, what would you like to see Tom Cruise do? What kind of different movies? Um, Same as you. I'd love a good rom-com. Yeah. Um, or just a really good a comedy. A really great villain. But I'm talking about a villain that you just hate like a mob not movie a, would be great not a likable villain right. like even the villains he's played were ones that i sort of liked collateral yeah. etc like i want to see yeah, him that be somebody that you just you detest yeah like one of those like a hans um, lander, lander hans type Gruber, thing yeah, yeah. we want to see a total transformation yeah like a biopic you know that kind of thing I, i'd love to see him really and another people. really good romance yeah. i think would be i mean he hasn't done one that's just a well, romance. he hasn't done just a straight up rom-com yeah. i would like to see that um I, I mean, I'm dying for a Les Grossman movie as well. I want to see it so bad. That would be epic. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I think he's going to make Mission Impossible movies as long as they'll let they'll him. They'll probably go to 10. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see a good biopic, uh, maybe a really good like historical epic. Yeah. You know, like something more in the vein of Lost Samurai because that yeah. film was fantastic. Something like that. Um, yeah, really good comedy. You know, all kind. another fantasy would be mm -hmm. really cool as well, you know. He, you know, all he's got really in that repertoire is legend. So <laughs> something yeah. more modern. Um, anyway, 55 years old. He's, I think he's going to be acting until he drops. So yep. um, God bless him. I, he's, he's my favorite actor because he's consistent yeah. and he always entertains me. And he seems to have such a love for the craft, mm -hmm. such a respect for the craft. And no, no matter what anyone says or thinks from every account, he seems to be very kind, very professional with everyone he works for and works with. And he also seems to make them better. Yeah. You know, uh, another thing he's kind of known for is a lot of his co-stars win awards or get nominated. Hoffman, Ken Watanabe, Cuba Gooding Jr. is mm -hmm. kind of an interesting fact. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's Tom Cruise. Um, I, I like doing these episodes where we do a spotlight. So yeah. that's Spotlight on Tom Cruise, uh, he's not just an action star. No, he is he's not. that and much, much more. So uh, any of these films I've talked about that interest you, note them down, go check them out, watch them. Um, to end off, what would be like your top five just off the top of your head oh, Tom Cruise movies? I was hoping movies? you wouldn't ask me that. Well, I did. I don't know how to answer that. Can you do yours first? Well, mine would be Top Gun. Okay. Uh, mine would be Magnolia. Okay. Mine would be probably Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Rain Man and probably uh, Jerry Maguire. If I had to just do five off the top of my head, they're all very different. They're all extremely rewatchable and uh, they're just brilliant performances from him. Uh, Again, you're not on the spot here. It can be Edge of anything. Tomorrow, Jerry Maguire, Top Gun. Same list as mine. <laughs> except um, I haven't seen Rain Man recent enough to put it on there. So mm. it would just be Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Jerry Maguire, a few good men is brilliant. It would yeah. it would be on my top five. I'd put one of the Mission Impossible's on there, honestly. Which one? Three. 
The, the third one. Mm-hmm. But she's brilliant. I'm going to rewatch five and six, though. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got. That was fun discussing Tom Cruise. And uh, our listeners, if there's a, a specific actor, actress, or director that you want us to do a spotlight episode on, uh, write in to us. Tell us who it is. And we just may do that episode next. We just may. All right. Well, good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks so much for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guide, the podcast. We appreciate it. And my weekly reminders to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guide to rate and review this podcast. It really, really helps us get up in the charts so we can share the podcast with more people like you. And you can find us on Patreon.com. Please find us. If you love the podcast, become a patron of the podcast. We would love you even more for it. And until next time, bye-bye.